Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. By Birmingham Live. Good afternoon and welcome to the Claret and Blue podcast with me, Ashley Priest, and I'm joined by Pat Rowe, Villa Reuter. Pat, how are you, mate? And good, thank you. Yeah, all well, right, mate. Um, wait for people to join. Um, we'll get things rolling. Yeah, midweek, uh, hump day as it's called, and rolling into to, uh, next Sunday, West Ham coming up. Pretty of a big one, really. But we got to last night, you was at Stadium K. You covered, covered that for myself. And how was that, really? I mean, another fight back from the youngsters. How was that coming out after Keenan Davies stealing the headlines? Just sum it all up for us. You was there. You were joined by 1,100 Villa fans as well. So what was it like? Who stood out? What, what, what was pleasing for you? First of all, you just got to applaud the uh, the support. One, I think it was 1,200 Villa fans travelling on Tuesday night to Mil- Milton Keynes. Yeah. Cheering on the under-21 side. It's like it's a cup game or anything. But a cup game for them, but not like the first team. But yeah, fantastic support. They were quite loud as well in the corner. It had the top left corner of the stadium and it, they were very loud. Chance all throughout, all throughout the game, yeah. But in terms of highlights last night, um, Keenan Davis from start to finish just looked like a, a man on a mission, to be honest. He's probably lost his rag a bit in uh summer after the move to Stoke broke down following his injury and back to full fitness now. I think he started, he played 75 minutes in the Premier League, two scored, played about 72 minutes last night and scored and got an assist. So he looked a man possessed, a man amongst boys, to be honest. Bullying the defenders, hounding them relentlessly. He had a bit of bit of bite to him as well. I think he got booked early on in the uh, first half. So I think he's, he's on a bit of a mission, to be honest, at the minute, trying to get himself back in uh, first-team contention. Yeah. Cameron Archer as well. He looked a bit quiet in the first half. He was playing out on the right wing. Didn't get too much of the ball. But the second half, you could tell he was... Oh, he got his goal just on a stroke half-time as well. Peeled off, back post. But then after that, he, he was just desperate to score more. Once he got one, he, it's like he saw red. Just went for it. Set, uh, a few of his shots went over the bar, but other than that, burst through and f- sealed the game in the 90th minute. But yeah, very impressed. Did it, when when Davis went off, went off did, did uh, Archer go, in, go central? I think he did go a bit central, yeah. And then I think it's Goodridge came on. He was playing a bit wider for Davis. He's a bit more of a winger type forward. I think that was the case, yeah. And Archer after that, Archer had... I think I think he had five shots on ta- uh, five shots yesterday, and every single one he got on target, he scored. Yeah, what what are their first team hopes looking like, Pat? I mean, I can't see him breaking in in ahead of Ings and Watkins at present, despite their poor form. Can you see them breaking in or or making an impact from off the bench in the coming weeks? What's the future hold for them? Uh, Davis is a difficult one, isn't he? He's, he's had his opportunities, but he just never knows. He got his first Premier League goal against West Brom, but. Didn't really kick on or light any fires there. I think you're more inclined to say well, Archer's the one that's going to break into the first team because he, his versatility was on display as well uh, yesterday. Like Dean Smith might switch this 4-3-3 on the weekend. And I think when he's come on as a substitute before, he's come on as a left winger against, I think, United or I can't remember what other game it was. So he's got the ability to play out wide or as the striker. He can 
play both quite well, whereas Keenan Davis would just be replacing like Danny Ings or Watkins in this one. So it's a bit of a difficult one to make. Keenan Davis, I think he's going to have to go out on loan, get some regular first team action in January. Hopefully stay fit and see what happens then. Yeah, another player who played last night was Carney Chupawaka. Andrew asked, what's his contract situation looking like? Yeah, he turned 18 last week, Andrew. Fully expected to sign a long-term deal. I think the maximum he signed previously was three years. I think Villa will keep time down on a more long-term contract. No announcement yet, Andrew, regarding Carney. Um, another player who's been amongst the first team now for months and since last season as well. How did Carney do last night, Pat, just quickly? Oh, he's just one of those. He's... His quality on the ball and how composed he looks, it's just ridiculous for his age. 18 years old, he just looks a step above that level, League One level, the under-21 level. He's definitely a Premier League player. He just needs to add a bit more muscle because his first touch, eye for a pass. And I think he had a few shots on goal and pulled it just wide yesterday or they got blocked. But yeah, it's going to come for him eventually, the goal. Yeah, lovely. Um, so what we're on Wednesday now. I think Dave Smith will take his press conference on, on Friday ahead of Sunday's showdown. I mean, what would you like to see on Sunday, Pats West Ham? Lineup wise, any changes you'd like to see in there? Who's coming out of the team for you? Um, how do you like the little shape up and what are the big issues for you at the moment? Uh, it, I feel like there's got to be a big change following the, I think, was it three losses on the bounce now? Fourth one would be disastrous at this point. I think it's time to ditch the five at the back. I thought it might be time against Arsenal and it proved to be, it probably should have happened then. Leon Bailey, though, when he came on at half-time, you can just tell every touch of the ball, it looks like he's going to make something happen. He bursts past players, his quality on the ball, it's impossible to get him off it pretty much. He's so balanced and like fast. I just think he's got to play if you want to stand a chance of beating West Ham on Sunday. So I'll be going for like a 4-3-3. Maybe Wendier on the right, Ramsey in midfield with Douglas Louise and McGinn and then Bailey out on the left to help target. Um, what have we made of West Ham this season? Can, can they cause Villa problems? I mean, what are their big, big big assets and just how tough a game is it going to be on Sunday? It's not going to be playing sailing, is it? No. Uh, I think if West Ham have uh, had an expected goals of 14.4 and the only teams that have had more are Liverpool, uh, Liverpool, Chelsea and City. So they're they're right up there in terms of the best in the league and posing a threat. And there's one specific threat that I think is going to really cause Villa problems. Uh, the, uh, the three goals in the Wolves game all set pieces. And obviously the first one that Arsenal scored was a set piece. And West Ham have scored the second most set piece goals in the league. they got aerial presence of Suchek, Dawson, Ogbonna scored against us before. Uh, trying to think who else. Antonio obviously scored the goal against Spurs, 1-0 from a corner. So if we're not defending our set pieces and we can't figure it out, it might be a bit of a problem. So maybe Courtney Hawes comes in to help deal with that as aerial presence, but I'm not sure how you deal with that. Yeah, I've done a Q, I've done a Q and a with supporters today. I want to encourage people to comment on, on this post on Facebook. Get your comments in and we'll go through it. But for me, there's a lot of, lot of unrest at the moment um, over the last three games. It stemmed from the performance against Tottenham for me. Obviously, before that, we beat Man U. Everything was rosy. It's all, it's all, it's all working a treat. Nice. And then Tottenham was a, was a bit bleak. Uh, I know we equalised in that game, but the performance was nowhere near good enough. And we couldn't be short there. Then we roll into Wolves. Turning up without playing well again. OK, things are good here. Looking good. And then that final 15 minutes, it blew up in, in Villa's face. And that's rolled into Arsenal, hasn't it? The last hour of football for Villa has been has been woeful. Taking another 15 against Wolves and 
the first four to five against Arsenal. I mean, what we, I mean, Sean says it here. Yeah, I think Villa needs to go back to basics, like Sean points out. I think I think so as well, Sean. I think I think get 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 that back four back in place. Get a three-man midfield and get Bailey and either Boyendia or someone else on the wings, possibly Watkins is pointed towards from the left-hand side and get Ings up front and go back to base. It's getting harder, much harder to beat and um, go from there. Mikey raises good points here. West Ham is a must-win game. Um, I don't think we have the tough underbelly to go into the lower table fight. Teams below us like Leeds will come good. Safety's first first and must. Yeah, I agree there for you, Mikey says there on YouTube. Um just a lot of bickering and a lot of finger pointing amongst the squad at the Emirates in that first half on Friday. And I think it is a huge game coming up. Uh, I've called the next two potentially season defining. Going into the international break, West Ham and Southampton, points need to be on the board and we need to see a response on Sunday. I think the Villa Park crowd can play a massive part behind that. Uh, I think I'll be right behind the players from the get-go. But it's, up to, it's up to the players to, to respond as soon as the whistle blows and get everyone right behind the team because they're going to need it. The West Ham have won, won nine out of thirteen all season in uh, in domestic and European football, which is scary. Uh, West Ham are on, on a right run of form, and if Villa can stop that and get a result on, on Sunday, I think I think West Ham are favourites for the for the win on Sunday. But if, if Villa can stop the rot, get a big result, I think they can roll into the Southampton game, bit of momentum there, and get a, get a decent result there. And then you in, in the international break, everyone coming back hopefully uh, fit and firing, ready to take on the festive period. So. That'll be my, my thinking. I think some home home truths need to be said this week. I think they already have done. The bottom or eighth behind the scenes. And, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, just puts a lot, a lot of arguments, a lot of, like I said, this finger pointing, a lot of unrest at the moment amongst the group. And it, it, I think it points to me. They're not happy with the system. I don't know. We'll soon find out. It'll all come out anyway. Morgan Sanson's reaction. We've all seen the reports come out there. He's dashed the water bottle out the floor. Not coming on at Arsenal. So, so, yeah, a lot of unrest at the moment. Three weeks ago, a month ago, we were in that old Trafford, and now it's looking like dire straits. But if the man to pull us out, out of the fire, I think Dave Smith's the man to do that. Uh, he, needs to, he needs to prove his credentials again, like he always has done. Uh, Chris has a, a telling point here. Is a much truth, Ash, with Dean and Perzo not seeing eye to eye? Nothing in that, Chris. Um, obviously, club won't discuss matters in-house like that, but I can't see that, that being the case. Christian, uh, Christian and Dean have a, have, a, have a brilliant relationship together. And uh, hopefully that, I mean, heads need to roll up now in order to get results. So, uh, Sean Finnegan again. West Ham was in the same position as us, staying up a few seasons ago. But West Ham have gone above and beyond. But we have stood still. Fair point. I mean, what does everyone reckon? I know we're harping back to the Jack Grealish and, and, and life without him. We haven't had a full-strength team to pick from. Uh, Leon Bailey's just back to fitness now as we enter November, so that's been a bit of a, bit of a body blow in itself. Pat, what, what are the underlying issues for you over the last three weeks? Uh, just first, I'd say, just going back to that West Ham pushing on and, and all that, I think last season, before the Arsenal game, obviously, at the same point, they were exact same position with us, maybe one point ahead of us, I think. But they really pushed on after January. They just found some form after that. So Villa have got the squad depth. And if we eventually piece it together, maybe make another move in January or whatever, we could push on. So it's, it's, the season's not like a disappointment now or anything. So it's not a, it's not all miserable. But the issues for me currently, are, I think Alan Hutton came out this week and said it. said Villa have just lost the work rate. So like when we first saw this five at the back formation, it was the Chelsea game. I know we lost 3-0. 
but it was just like the work rate of Ramsey and McGee and they were hounding them, they were forcing errors. I think we had a season high 192 pressures in that game and season high 24 interceptions. Whereas against Arsenal, we were outworked. I think they had we had something no like I don't know, 130 pressures and they had 140 yard. We were getting outworked and pinned in and we couldn't do anything about it. So I think that's you've got to go back to the basics of that first. It just McGinn, Ramsey, Louise, hounding people, forcing errors, Watkins pressing defenders, not having a moment's rest, don't let them build up from the back and just go for it, bring the game to them. Because if you sit off them, they've got the quality to punish you. I think they've got Ben Rama, Antonio, uh, Bowen and Fornal, and all of them have 30 shot-creating actions in the league so far, at least. I don't think Villa have won. I think McGinn leads with 23. So, a bit of an issue there, but they've got the quality to punish us if we sit back. Yeah. Let's go to a point now. Stats that I mean. Torah means on four yellow cards. So, one more, he serves an automatic one-game suspension. So, four yellow cards for me is that game we played this season. Last they season, got needed, four, they? They, got, they were last season he got four yellow cards from, from 36 games. So, that does suggest something's up with, with Mings' game. I mean, defensively for Villa... It's quite obvious set pieces where the forty short at the moment. Can they do anything differently? Will the back four help? Um, will it be Mings and Cancer again this week? Can we cash and target the other side? Well, I, I would highlight this as uh, an area, to be fair. Maybe not the set pieces as such, but just any cross in general. It's I think West Ham, what is it? They've had 26 crosses into the penalty area, and that's the second most in the league. So if you stop... Uh, Cresswell and Kufal, whoever's playing right back, they might be Johnson at the minute because Kufal's injured. You need to stop the balls coming into the box because that's where they're thriving. But yeah, Courtney Hawes could come in. I think he'd help deal with the uh, aerial presence of, of like Ogbana, Zuma, Suchek, etc. Then again, Ezra Kunter leads the side in aerial duels, one I think, and success rate. So it's hard to displace, displace him. And obviously you can't replace Mings, captain of the club. So it's a tough one. I don't know if don't know if that means Dean Smith is going to stick with his five at the back formation, which probably would rattle a few cages if we see that come uh, half three on Sunday. But he's paid to make the decisions, and ultimately he knows best. You say you can't drop Mings. Is, it, is he undroppable then? Despite form, you say he's captain. He's, I mean, is Mings undroppable? I don't know. Uh... It's a tough one, isn't it? Captain, you don't give him the captaincy. And then then again, it's all based on form, isn't it? So you might drop him. Dean Smith might make that call. I'm not sure if he's a he-, he has ever dropped Mings. I don't know if that's ever happened before. I don't no. think so. Yeah, it would be a massive call, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, looking ahead. I mean, how's this how's Ings and Watkins partnership work? If you are going about it most weeks now, but I think we'll see a change up front next, next week, uh, this weekend coming up. Watkins be the one that drifts out to the left? Yeah, he's been reluctant to do it so far, hasn't he? But I think it's got to happen. I, I think I think Watkins is completely capable of cutting in from the left and playing as a winger. He's got the pace and the quality on the ball. can trap back and do the role of a left winger. But there were signs of it, the uh, Watkins and Ings partnership working. I mean, the Spurs game, Ings is starting to drop deeper now pick the ball up, drive a defence. That It shows how target benefits from having someone on the left as well. Cause in the build-up to the Spurs goal, Ings drives, opens up space for target. And look what happens. He fires the ball into Watkins' feet and we score. So I think switching to a 4-3-3 would help target more than anyone. So someone to play off, a bit more space, not all the responsibility down the left side on him. 
can fire balls into like Watkins or, or Ings or someone. Yeah, I mean, they're like the general mood amongst the it's all doom and gloom at the minute, isn't it, Pat? Yeah. Um, the 21s last night provided a glimmer of hope and lifted the move somewhat. But I mean, for me, Smith's the right man for this job. I mean, he's proved that time and time again. It just needs to get it right in this little little rocky patch he's having. So the last three on the banks, he can't be four or five on the banks. Otherwise, then the pressure's cranked up to a new level. So a lot mm-hmm. to do for, for old Dean Smith coming this coming week. He needs to prove a point again to the fans and likewise the players as well. I think the players have underperformed for him. Last yeah. week, before his Arsenal press conference, I said uh, well, afterwards, was it before? He just, well, knowing the unchanged 11, he backed his player to the hills. He said, he said Wolves was a freak, freak game. That never as a goal was a freak goal. Okay, I wasn't alarmed, too alarmed at that. It's just a freak game. Hardly ever happens. Collapses of that, of that, of that nature. And then for the players to, to put in that, that first 45 minute showing after the manager's backed you when he didn't need to really, yeah. just blew up in his face, didn't it? A little bit. So the players, the players are open to the manager this weekend and the fans as well. We can't be yeah, seeing that. So yeah, my, my brother just commented. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, <laughs> he's last me, my brother has. He's just put this up, he has. 3 0 West Ham, get some rice. Ah, dear. So, yeah, I mean. Inexcusable if he gets through. Yeah. Um, like Sean says here, Watkins seems to be drifting out more wide, my brother's last me. Um, when he gets the ball instead of going through the middle. He does, yeah. Watkins does that. Thinks he's on the touchlines, telling to Watkins. Down the sides, down the channels. He, he says that to Mings as well. So, uh, how else are you looking at? Villainy manager who gives more harmony for the club, also brings more motivation, more concentration. Not sure what we're getting at there, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we'll leave it there, Pat. Nothing more on mm-hmm. my agenda, unless, unless you, you yeah. want to dissect anything. Um, yeah, just, what, what do you reckon your predicted lineup will be then? Just to uh, just bin that three at the back. I think go back to basics. I've got. I'd start Mings. I really would. Mm-hmm. I'd say to Mings, go and prove, prove a point now. Otherwise, you'll be out of the team. Lord Cosme McGinn was below par last week. He needs to show himself again. He's a bit mercurial, isn't he, John McGinn? Mm-hmm. He can go from the brilliant to the, to the bad, can't he? Uh, yeah. He did that last week. But McGinn's been good value this season. And yeah, just, my advice in the change is give Leon Bailey the ball. Something will happen, believe me. Yeah. Uh, so Bailey would be keen to impress on his full home debut. From the start, I think that'd be a huge boost. It'll get bums off seats, and uh, if it'll start quickly, I think West Ham could come unstuck. Get get that get that get 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 the positive mood back amongst the fan base. Yeah. Villa Park rocking again Sunday afternoon, and then uh, if you win, I might, I might have dance that's on social myself. But yeah, um, <laughs> we'll leave it there then, Pat. And yeah, thanks everyone for joining. Got loads of views on this one. Loads of comments flying in. Martin, Pat, Welsh, Woody, Aaron. Harvey Priest, and then, uh, and yeah, we'll leave it there. Um, thanks everyone for joining, and we'll thanks for press conferences on Friday. We'll have some team news updates then, and we'll roll into Sunday. West Ham, uh, for all the usual fallouts and player ratings and, and whatnot, and, and talking points. So, yeah, thanks everyone for joining. Take care, both. Nice one, Sean. See you later. Yeah.